podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey gang, good news. The Aer Lingus College Football Classic is back in Dublin at the Aviva Stadium this summer. The 24th of August, Florida State, Georgia Tech. I'm going to be there. Propos in the house. We'll get Ben as well. Hey, we might even drag Carlson with us this time. So if you want to be there too, head on over to collegefootballisland.com, collegefootballisland.com, register interest. You'll be the first in the queue for tickets. We'll see you there. Right, gang, we are almost there. I can feel it, I can taste it, I can touch it. Propose one step further as usual as he has been frankly for most of the season on edge rush already in vegas big man it's incredible everywhere you go is nfl jerseys everywhere you go it is just pageantry to the highest level and i was thinking it's quite interesting isn't it because gambling has now become legalized in so many different states mm. in america vegas has kind of lost its appeal necessarily as being kind of like the home of sports gambling in america because you can do it elsewhere people don't just come here for the mecca of gambling but because now you've got the vegas knights you've got the uh, sorry the golden knights you've got the WNBA team you've now got the raiders it feels like they're getting an nba team it starts to feel a bit like a sports city there's stadiums everywhere mm. there's so much sort of like promo for each of the other teams going on everywhere it's got a different feel to it but it's yeah it's it's, it's electric even though i spend most of the time just sleeping in my bed since i've got yeah. right got now this this is breaking news gang of course ben isaac's in the house as well hey benny uh breaking hey. news uh from propo so he's landed in vegas in the wee small hours i'm hot footing up to the airport to get a flight over after we recorded this show so cutting it fine i think is a technical term uh but here's the difference between me and all ben right off the bat when i land in vegas whatever the hell it is tomorrow at some point i am going straight to the hotel dumping my bags hitting the town you know what propo did got to the hotel dumped his bags went to bed ben he went straight to bed it is em- embarrassing there's i'm sure there must be something in the nc show contract Mm. that would suggest that you cannot do that, that there is a, that there's like a two drink minimum. And I don't care what he did on the plane. It, it sure. resets, in fact, for each time yeah. zone. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What he did on the plane. Should... I, think that's, that's the I was about to say, yeah, let's not get into it. Yeah, let's not. Although actually, uh, breaking news, actually, breaking news, what I did on the plane. I watched yeah. The Godfather for the first time. Oh, oh, oh man, that's oh. impressive work. Oh, Very he's dropping delete. the Jedex Gen Z strand right off the bat. All right, well, we got to save that for a postseason, <laughs> off-season special. We're going to have a ton rolling throughout <laughs> the year. Fear not, there'll be plenty of Jedex Gen Z because we know you love those. Ones. Wow, all oh, I'm super impressed. Presumably, still haven't watched a single second of The Wire of the Sopranos, though, right? No, 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 not a single second of either of those two things. Of but I'm thinking, I was so impressed with The Godfather. Yeah. Godfather 2 on the way back. I'm already looking forward to it. <laughs> you are brilliant. I love it. Just Avoid deep, Godfather 3. Godfather Part 2. Avoid nice. 3, mate. That's my tip. All right. That's brilliant work from Broppo straight off the bat with his Gen Z flex. Uh, we are going to be all about Super Bowl 58, of course, here on Edge Rush. We are going to pick our Drew Locks, our final Drew Locks of the season, which is uh, a little bit bittersweet as always is at this stage, isn't it? We're so amped, so uh, hyped up for the big game. And yet we know that the moment is done. we got however many months of in the wilderness. Or like I say, we'll keep you, keep you rolling through the offseason. So our Drew Locks of the week. Uh, how are we doing? Oh, let's frame that. So Drew Locks going into the final week. Uh, ben has obviously been uh, rookie of the year uh, as far as mm-hmm. Drew Locks are concerned. Uh, yeah, but I think you two have had the opposite seasons realistically because i believe in the playoffs ben has gone zero and three so far That's i believe in the playoffs and yeah. uh, nat has gone three and oh in the playoffs i've gone two and one mm. in the playoffs so i need uh i believe i'm exactly 
oh, I need one to go 500 or I need to go one above 500. Ben, yeah. uh, ben just makes up his record every week. So yeah, let's just forget about that. Makes it up. Whereas that now possible. you are now two above 500. So you're yeah. comfortably, I'm yeah, you're comfortably, in, you're comfortably beating uh, me. So it'll take the all time record now. We will be one, one and one. Between because oh I won last year, we tied yep. the first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll be one, one, and one. I love you, it. You take I, the crown I, this year. I I got to clarify things. I do not make it up as I go along. Yeah, yeah. You are. It, this is because we added mm. a handful of college games to make sure that we'd <laughs> we all pick the same number. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I, yeah, I'm way out ahead. I have a particular mm. strategy, and what's interesting <laughs> is that strategy, strategy has been terrible in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Am I the Dallas Cowboys. Am I the Dallas Cowboys? I think you are. I think, I think you're you are. the Dallas Cowboys of picks. I'm the Eli Manning of picks. I think we've established mm. that just <laughs> turn, turns it on in the postseason. Croppo, you're reliably consistent. You're like, but you know, you had because you won, you won low, oh, you won last season, didn't you? Kind of like you're the Eagles right now. I think you're sort of, yeah, the Eagles. Disappointing yeah. season for you overall, but there's a huge amount Definitely, of props. Yeah, big prop bet. Yeah, big prop bet. Yeah, for me this year, it has to be true. Said, but being a poor side. Yeah, being a, in a poor sides picking season. Being a poor sides picking season. Well, we are going to get into your prop bets. You have been on fire with those. Fair play. And I'm sure we'll have some fun ones as well. I know our friends at Fitstairs. Shout out to the Fitstairs crew backing us all season long. Loving working with them. We're going to go out uh, on point with them because they're going to put any props that you want on. Uh, they'll give you a price to me. You just get in touch with them. If they're not already on the site, then reach out to them via the live chat, phone them, and they will sort it out. Any prop bet. That's why they're propos. Favorite bookmaker in the whole of the world. I hope you're spreading the Fitstairs gospel over in Vegas, Propo, uh, and shouting and flying the flag there. Um, we're going to talk in those prop bets about Usher's Usher's first song, hmm. which um, interesting odds. I had a good look at those earlier. And, yeah, uh, I'm quite surprised at that. So uh, should we let's lead off with that? Why not we? Why don't we lead up before yeah. we break down the big game with Usher's Usher's first song, which is always a fun prop bet. So oh, I was looking at looking at the odds, and because obviously the show, the halftime show, will be in Vegas, and I saw my way. I thought, oh, is Usher he's actually gonna cover Sinatra as his first as his first oh like a little nod to the Vegas history? Um, no, it's not that that rendition of my weather. I wonder if he will sort of flex a bit of rap pack in his in his dancing and choreography or indeed some of the some of the video element. No, this is Usher's own my way. Uh that is the hot favorite to be the lead-off track when I would have would have could have sworn it would have been yeah. No, caught up is five to one on that. What? Caught up is five to one on the odds I'm looking at right now, according mm. to Fitzdares. Caught up, five to one on. I wow. can't even tell. Caught up is a decent song. My way is five to two, yeah. and it's oh my gosh, which has easily some of the funniest lyrics I've ever heard. I'm, I'm not sure I can say these on air, but I'm going to say them anyway because actually I think yes, they can. They're technically clean. Um, Are they as good as girl, Nelly? Who, it's getting hot in here, so take off all your clothes. They're worse. The they're worse. They're in worse. The history. Okay, go on. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Girl who got them boobies. Wow, wow, wow. I don't think a man over the age. Yeah, a girl who got them boobies. But also, who's calling them boobies? I think like might... since like. I think, I think... <laughs> Ollie, I'm sure. I'm sure that phrase is on your LinkedIn profile. That was your last post on LinkedIn. Yeah. It was about <laughs> six hours ago. So wait a minute. Oh, so I, I heard that, a... I heard they were your I heard they were your vows, Ben, at your wedding. Wait, one of your weddings. <laughs> I, one I, of my Vegas weddings. Yeah, okay. So I there's a lot of buzz for where I've been looking for my way. So that might be the value there to get on my way. Because oh. I'm hearing a lot of a lot of sharp, sharp sharps, music sharps. Is that kind of music gambling sharps crossover? But yeah, people who, who are in the know about this kind of thing. 
from from the deep research I've been doing. But yeah, that seemed to re be a recurring theme. So it is close in in the odds. I can see with different books. But yeah, okay, all right. Um, so well, what, I, what odds can I get on a real kind of like um, a real unusual one? Like, say, I was thinking. Oh, oh Benny, hold that thought. Of... Hold that thought. Wait a minute. This could be like last year when Ollie embarrasses himself <gasps> in real time with an NFL star. Cam, come on. Cam. Is it Cam Newton? Is it Cam Newton? Cam. Yeah, it's Cam Newton. It's Cam Newton. He's not. He's not going to turn around. I waited till he was far away enough that he was going to hear it. Cam bottled it. He literally turned it. He literally You know how quick it was. He literally walked. He just stepped over right by me, right here, and he's up early. But I knew you were going to. He's yeah. He hasn't gone to bed. over there as well. Yeah, Cam didn't go to bed. He probably hasn't o'clock. he's been up all night. The um, that is genius for for those of you remember last year, of course, when Propo was on Radio Row. Thoroughly embarrassing himself, even by proposed standards. Up there in the the history of the NC show, when I um, took down Mike Mayock's record <laughs> as Rays GM when he was about three feet away from me in the broadcast booth, uh, Ollie right up there with his radio row Tam antics. So let's see uh, <laughs> a few more by before right. the end of the show. Right, Benny, sorry, okay. back to you, mate. Yeah, I I I want to try and go like a real long shot, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna let Ollie. See if Fitzstairs can get me the odds for this. I'm looking for a cover of Rabbit by Chaz and Dave as the big opener. Oh, on, what him. odds? Live chat. Just Ollie, just Ollie, what would your guess be? What, what sort of odds could I get for that? 10 to 1? I reckon you're looking at way bigger than that. Really? Considering that, consider, huh, okay. considering, that okay. considering that Scream is 10 to 1, I think you're probably looking at a good close to about 100,000 to 1. 100,000 to 1. Well, you know, wow. do you know what was also 100,000 to one that Canadians bought? I've seen some really good, uh, funny prop bets. Come on, so there's a couple of ones. So 100,000 to one is for aliens to invade Las Vegas during the game and for the game to end in a tie. Oh, oh yeah, no, uh, no, no tie. So yeah, 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 they both have to happen. Yeah, it's a bet builder. Okay. It's a bet builder. Alien invasion and the game ends in a tie. Bet builder. <laughs> uh, you've got at 30,000 to one, you've got the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Taylor Swift to go to the White House and Joe Biden to be caught on camera smelling her hair. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. Well, actually, oh, well, that I was did a plug on TalkSport earlier today for the for the game on the um, uh, on the Jim White show, uh, White and Jordan show, which Sam Matterface was sitting in for Jim White on and uh, uh, promoted our coverage. Of course, it's going to be live 1030 TalkSport. Me, the coach, Jeff Reinbold, the brilliant Will Gavin. Make sure you're locked in wherever else, whatever else you do. Make sure you have that on. Um, and they were talking about the guy on before was talking about the odds for uh, Travis Kelsey going down on one knee and proposing to, to Taylor Swift uh, mm. on the field amidst the confetti and everything. And it was quite low considering it was like 25s or something like that. I think. Oh, it's never it, happening. Yeah, it's never happening. Um, it would be amazing if it did, though. I mean, on the. Yeah, it would be more like it would be more like Rocky Adrian, wouldn't it? He'd be on the field with the mic being interviewed by CBS. Taylor! <laughs> Taylor! Travis! Uh, that's what that's that'll be. Um, oh, that's a Rocky reference. Have you seen Rocky? No. Uh, of course, of course you haven't. Okay, what odds what odds can we get then on the the 49ers winning and one of their players proposing to Taylor Swift? That, to two Taylor Swift. That would and then and then she's like, Yeah, okay. I don't want to marry a loser. And she Ooh. marries like George Kittle or something. She just goes off. Oh, you definitely get you get a good boost if she said yes, one hundred percent. Like you'd get the for the Forty Nine player to propose and her to say yes. You'll get huge yeah. odds for that, one hundred percent. That's a parlay and a half. The, the kind of sharps we are on the show. If you're just logging in for the first time uh, to us here on Edge. By the way, there probably will be some new listeners because we're delighted 
to be have been included in Amazon's podcast of the week. Thrilled about that, Nisa. Thank you very much indeed uh, to the crew at Amazon for giving us a nod. And not just in the sports category as well. They seem to mix up all different genres. And there we are on the front page of Amazon Music. So big shout out to you. And indeed, all of you listen to us uh, via Amazon. Really appreciate that. And if you're new to the show, great to have you with us. Good uh, good to have you on board. Let's get down to what, why we're really here then. More prop bets later, maybe some more sensible ones from proper. We'll have our Drew Locks, of course. But let's break down the game before we get to the, the big reveal in a bit more detail. There are loads and loads of different narratives flying around. I'm re- mm. I've been really looking forward to this show with you two because I'm so keen to get your perspective on things that have been swelling around in my head all week long and propo. I know you've been on that long flight and that's when you do some of your best thinking. Uh, I've seen from first-hand experience before you make your picks as well. I'm feeling very, very strongly about one mm. team in the Super Bowl, which I think will surprise a lot of you back home, gang. I know it certainly surprised you, propo, when I told you which way... Mm-hmm which way I was going. I am big on the 49ers to win it. I am big on San Francisco and I want to break down why and I want to get your take on what you think about those angles and where you're landing respectively. So first things first, I think we are underestimating Brock Purdy in this offense, in this situation with Shanahan third time lucky significantly now i know it when i say underestimating this the 49ers obviously are going into super bowl 58 is their favorites but everywhere i look people are calling the chiefs everywhere i look oh in the 12 hours you've been on the ground is that the the sense you're getting i was honestly going to say to this when you sent me that message i've never been more surprised not only because me and you have since we started the show have always backed patrick mahomes and the chiefs realistically in every spot we lost we lost with them in tampa we backed them obviously to win last year when no one else was backing them. Everyone was backing the Eagles. And we backed them in Miami when we did that one together as well. So, and everyone here seems to be backing the Chiefs. All yeah. of the money, all of the tickets, it's all on the Kansas City Chiefs. So my question to you, we are in the home of, I said it, we're in the mecca of gambling right now, Las Vegas. So why is the number not moving dramatically when yeah. everyone is picking the Chiefs right. and everyone is all over the Chiefs? That's what I'm confused about. And that's what is playing with my mind so significantly. It's not like the Baltimore Ravens game where you've got all of the wise guys saying the Baltimore Ravens are going to win. The Chiefs went up against a banged up Bills or a banged up Dolphins. Mm-hmm. There isn't that anymore. Everyone is just saying you're an idiot if you're going to back against Mahomes. It's like saying that you're, if you're an idiot, if you're going to back against Brady. So why are the bookies daring you? Why are Fitzdez daring you to back the uh, Chiefs then. That's it, what I'm confused by. Uh, and you're explain uh, why. I am really, really confused about that as well. And I'm always wary when there is such a consensus opinion. You're right. You're right. Mahomes is a player that we have backed consistently. And this season, you know, go back to the vault, go back to week eight, week nine onwards. We were saying consistently, this is a, a Kansas City offense at that time was completely lost. And then of course the brilliance of Andy Reid and his crew, and of course, Mahomes is the key protagonist. They they re-up, they changed, they they shape-shifted. They became a different kind of offense to the one they've been for the last five years, not relying on the explosive play, leaning on the run more than ever before, controlling the clock, composed, game-managing, as you said, propo kind of performances from Mahomes, underpinned by this brilliant defense. And we said at the time, it will not surprise us one iota if the Chiefs make the Super Bowl. Remember that, because nobody thought the Chiefs were going to make the Super Bowl Mm. at that point. And we were riding them all the way through to the playoffs, in the playoffs, and they've been brilliant in the playoffs. But I think if you look at those wins, you're right. The Bills were properly banged up. The Finns were properly banged up. The Ravens, 
look, Kansas City's defense played an absolute blinder, yeah. Ben. Absolute blinder. But the Ravens arguably Collapsed. had... Yeah, they collapsed. They had one of the, the, their worst performances of the season. They still could have kept it tight, won it, arguably. The Chiefs didn't exactly offensively blow them off the field. I think the Chiefs are way overhyped here. Ben, what's your what's your take on it? Where Kansas City, why Kansas City are getting so much hipster buzz right now? Do you know what? It is fascinating because I can't remember a game as big as this where 90% of the experts, quote unquote, are picking the underdog. Now, the thing is, yeah. the line is what? Two and a half. That's almost like toss-up category. Like this is these are two these are two teams that are so evenly matched in terms of what they can do. The the 49ers have clearly got a better roster. Like top to bottom, that is a much better roster than the Chiefs have got, which has to play a part in it. I think I think it was you and I having a conversation at the start of the season that I'm gonna give you some credit here that we were talking about the 49ers having the best roster and that you felt that in terms of the starters, they had the best roster but perhaps didn't have the depth that some other teams had at certain positions. And I think that is correct that they've, they've in quite a few spots, they've got a star and not a lot, not a lot behind it, which feels like you're playing a little bit of a little bit of a dice game. And we saw mid season when they had a couple of injuries, they just stunk yeah. up the joint. Lost Debo, three in a Debo row. most notably, right. If you look yeah. at the, look at the, look at the losses, he's the, he's the connecting thread. Now I know obviously yeah. he's got this injury issue and we're not hundred percent. Oh, what's the word on the street with Debo and how, if, how strong he is to, to go. He's going to go, Absolutely but is he fine. okay? He's fine. Okay, good. Right. He's fine. Um, yeah. We've we've seen the Chiefs looking thin in certain positions, you know, and the the season has just been categorized by drops. What like you're right. We've been looking at the Chiefs this season and saying, wouldn't be surprised if they made a run in the regular season. I don't think they even looked that good, and we you you judge them in a different way. Because you could look at the, the Houston Texans. They looked amazing this season because of the, what the baseline was. The expectations for the Chiefs were obviously that much higher. They lost that season opener against Detroit. And it was all down to the drops. You know, it wasn't a performance point of view. It was, it was the drops. And they have had that this season. Patrick Mahomes has had to do that much more. They are winning because of Patrick Mahomes. And has he got enough around him to beat this 49ers team? Well, the Ravens blew out this 49ers team. You know, that was a very significant performance. Mm. And the same sort of time, we saw the Raiders annihilate the Chiefs. Christmas mm. Day, I'm sure lots of the listeners were sat full of food, still drinking, watching that Raiders-Chiefs game. It feels like a lifetime ago. Because ever mm -hmm. since then, the Chiefs have just flicked a switch. And that defense has become, as of right now, I think, the best, the best in the league. Yeah, it took a little so bit of time. Let's, to let's get laser going. in on that. Let's laser in on on that battle, right? The Chiefs D. So uh, just sorry, Joel. I've just seen that um, Eli Manning walked past it. Did he say Eli? That's the Eli of picks over on Edge Rush. Can you do that? Go on. No, 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 I just said, Eli, Eli, do you think you should go in the Hall of Fame? Because Nat really thinks he does. And he just went, who's Nat? That <laughs> comes <laughs> in the Nat Coombs show. Oh, that guy. Oh, come on. He might have, he might have turned around and him. say, oh, has Nat got a much more talented sibling as well? <laughs> <laughs> no, he also yeah, said, true. he was That's like, yeah, but I heard, so well. uh, 
He was like, I know Nat supports me, but I heard that Mike Carlson doesn't think I should go. That, that Mike Carlson. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I can't go control ahead, Mike, Eli. Can't control Mike, Eli. <laughs> no one can. No one can. Look, let's get into some of the key battles, right? So obviously one of the, the, the fundamental ones is whether the 49ers offensive line, A, can protect Purdy against this brilliant Chiefs front that Ben has talked about. Um, with Carl Laftis and Jones, what, 24 sacks and 54 quarterback hits and counting, including the playoffs. And of course, given the fact that you've got to establish the run in a Shanahan offense and you've got to make sure that you're doing that to set up the play action the moment the run goes away. And this is obviously why a Shanahan offense, a Shanahan team struggles so much when they go behind because if they move away from the run, takes away the threat of the play action and it becomes a different kind of aerial offense. So let's look at that first. Are you both expecting, which I guess all the all the picks that are coming in for the Chiefs are very much expecting, the combination of Spags dialing up all kinds of blitzing mayhem, Terra being thrust upon young Purdy. He's around in the headlights. It is a, it is a collapse. And the, crucially, the 49ers offense lose their rhythm, lose their way. They fall in a one, maybe a two-score hole. And all they find it very, very hard to claw themselves out of that. I personally think that the one thing the Chiefs need to do, and I think Spags' major issue going into this game is to find a way to stop Christian McCaffrey just running all over them. Yeah. I think if Christian McCaffrey, and they've had the specific issues with outside zone defense all season long, and that's exactly what the 49ers do so well. That's exactly what Christian McCaffrey does so well. And I think the whole game is essentially defined by that matchup. If the Chiefs can stop Christian McCaffrey, keep him below three yards per carry, four, four yards per carry, and force the ball into Brock Purdy's hands, I think that is exactly what Spags wants. Because I think Spag wants to put pressure. I think they want to say, Purdy, you try and beat us going up against this secondary. You try and beat yeah. us going up against the likes of Sneed and McDuffie. Yeah. I think he will probably... Have you seen... Like, basically, when... Purdy's been going up against the Blitz in the playoffs. It seems to have been significantly worse, especially when the, uh, the defense is playing zone, I believe. So I think that's going to be a major issue for Purdy in this game. And uh, Purdy, again, this is what I, I said to you to ask Jay about this question on the pod last week. Go and check that out. Loads of great stuff on that. But it was like, it does feel like Patrick Mahomes has been the exact game manager that everyone thinks Brock Purdy should have been in the yeah. playoffs. And Brock Purdy's almost been a bit more Patrick Mahomesy. Like Brock Purdy's been making those star-studded plays where you think he's going to get sacked, then rolls out and finds you just check on the on the sideline. He's making boneheaded mistakes, throwing interceptions, getting his team in a hole. And I think Spags is going to want that. I think Spags is going to say, right, if if the 49ers are going to beat us with this incredible wealth of offensive weapons. I think I want to see Brock Purdy throwing downfield, trying to take on Snead, trying to take on McDuffie because our secondary is the best in the NFL this season. What they have to do is just not allow Christian McCaffrey just to run all over them because if they can dictate the clock, yeah, then it's a completely different game. Obviously, the the production you get from McCaffrey and yeah, a completely different game because uh, all kinds of things are, are in play if they've established that. Ben, let me come to you on the other side of the ball, right? So the Chiefs offensive line is... It is a flaw. There's no doubt about that, right? And there is, I think, a lot of criticism on Chase Young in particular, right? In in with this the move to the 49ers that he's really underperformed. Chase Young feels to me like a player like Kadarius Tony, which I'm sure we'll get to in a bit. Chase Young feels like a player with a, you know a heavyweight history that can step up. What do you always say, Propo, when the lights are bright? Stars will shine, Bebe. The stars will shine, Bebe. Is Chase Young, Bebe, going to be one of those players that everybody's been saying he's the weak link? They're going to target him. They're going to struggle to get the requisite pressure they need to get on Mahomes. Maybe I feel strongly that Chase Young could be that kind of player that they will get 
they will make more hay than some people are suggesting on this Chiefs offensive line. What do you think? The battle between the San Francisco front and the protection for Mahomes? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big believer in Chase Young. Whether he's going to have this kind of a breakout game in the Super Bowl and show why they why they made the trade. The trade was good value anyway. I, I think expectations were just a little bit too high that he was going to be this incredible superstar because he was on that team. It hasn't quite happened. I really, I really like the 49ers in terms of their defensive line against the Chiefs' offensive line. I yeah. feel that that can be a mismatch. But the thing is, is that the defensive line in the playoffs for the 49ers has not been great. They've not put enough pressure on quarterbacks. They've not been hitting the quarterbacks enough. I think they've only got like two or three sacks in the playoffs. The defense has let them down in both the games. The, games, the mm. game against Detroit, the game against Green Bay, the defense worried me. And in the end, although, yeah, Purdy had made mistakes, Purdy was the one who bailed them out. But going back to that, going back to that 49ers defense, it had been pretty solid all season. And there are holes, as we've said, on that on that Chiefs offense. It's whether they can get enough pressure on Mahomes that he is forced into incompletions. I'm not thinking he's going to make terrible plays, but it's can you get enough incompletions? Mm. Some of those are not going to be on him. It's going to be those drops. But just the, the constant pressure, just give him half a second less than he wants to throw the ball. Or he tried to spin out to run, but there just isn't room. And you can just keep them from making those long drives because we know can, he can extend a drive when it's third and long and he can do something magical. Yeah, You don't have to do anything spectacular. You don't have to do anything weird. I think Spags is going to try some weird stuff. I think the 49ers have just got to keep things very solid yeah. and limit the amount of drives the Chiefs actually get. Let's um let's talk about Kelsey oh, and how you think they've obviously got to cover him. I mean man cover him and probably double cover him. If they if they manage to keep him relatively contained, well, firstly, do you think they've got the personnel to do that to match up with him in the middle there? I think that they do have the personnel because, as Mike said on the Monday show, again, brilliant show, go check that out. Drake Greenlaw is one of the best coverage linebackers in the league. But at the same time, like when you've seen them go up against linebackers, um, uh, tight ends of elite levels. So when you saw Trey McBride against the Cardinals, he had 10 catches, 100 yards. Sam Laporta last week, 10 catches, 100 yards. They haven't been able to stop the elite tight ends this season. And I think maybe the numbers against tight ends, because I think they rank seventh against them in terms of receiving yards allowed so far this season or maybe in the regular season. I think that's maybe been inflated because they haven't played decent tight ends throughout the season going up against teams like the Seahawks and the Rams, who I think have inflated those statistics. So I actually think that Travis Kelsey, considering how unbelievable he has been in the postseason over the past sort of three to four years, I don't think they really do have the capability to stop him. I think this game comes down to, and we've been saying all week, all all season long, actually, now you've been making this point, when is the supporting cast from the Chiefs going to turn up? When is the supporting cast from the Chiefs going to turn up? And it's quite right, but they haven't actually needed them. This offense has literally just become the mm. quartet of Patrick Mahomes, Isaiah Pacheco, Travis Kelsey, and, and Rasheed Rice. Rice. Yeah, yeah so, that's so, actually all so they seem to is, need. I, for sure, but the MVS catch to, to, yeah. to seal it is the kind of thing I mean. And I wonder if if we expand that out a little bit further. So I guess there are two ways the supporting cast of the of the Chiefs need to step up. There is that way where a crucial moment and MVS has been the um the number one guy for that. Just a, not necessarily well not at all a, a particularly prolific collective output, but clutch moments will make a play, right? There's that. And maybe that is Tony getting a touchdown in the in the Super Bowl and McCall Hardman with a with a crazy play. But then there's the second level, which they're gonna need if Kelsey is relatively contained, if they do manage to find a way. And and crucially, of course, if they can keep Pacheco 
in relative check as well. They're going to have to. He, Mahomes, just like you're saying, if if McCaffrey can be contained, they're forcing Purdy to go to plan B. Well, same thing with Mahomes. Plan B for Mahomes has to see one of MVS, Kadarius, Tony, and Hardman stepping up, right? It has to. Yeah, I think that Rasheed Rice, though, could easily be that person. Oh, I'm, assuming, he, I'm assuming, he'll, uh, assuming he is still going to get looks. If they take, let's say they take one of Kelsey but, and Rice out. Then yeah okay so yeah but listen to this so, listen to this stat which is just insane about Rasheed Rice so far this season they've done all right so far this season uh, Rasheed Rice has twenty receptions in this postseason yeah all the other Chiefs wide receivers have eleven receptions combined wow. Holmes has completed ninety six passes to Rice this season the only wideout who's had more in a single season in the Mahomes era is Tyreek Hill. Like yeah. they are literally, so it, as you said, it's going to be those one one or two big moments. There's not, I don't think that we're going to see a game script where they start relying on Kadarius, Tony, MVS, McCall Hardman to, to produce consistently. I think it's going to be, what they're going to do is rely on them for certain moments. They're going to go to them in a critical third down play or mm. a critical red zone play where they need to get something done because that's where all the attention is going to be on Rasheed Rice, Isaiah yeah, Pacheco, yeah, and Travis yeah. Kelsey. This Those are the think, moments where it's going to be critical. But I think Tony's going yeah. to go. So, okay, Tony but you're never going to see. I don't think you're going to see the production increase. I, guess I don't you're think you're going, going to see, see Tony have six, cut, sure. six catches. Okay. No, yeah. no. I, st I still think that might happen. I'm definitely backing Tony for MVP. So is Tony Torrance. Uh, shout out to Tony. I know he's a long-time listener. Uh, appreciate your support, Tony. Uh, he's got in touch with us on X at the NC Show. We're on all the social channels, of course. YouTube as well. Go follow us there. Uh, I put 5P on Tony to be MVP. Says Tony Torrance. Hi, rolling, Tony. Uh, five. What are the odds on Kadarius for MVP? Oh, is he even listed? Uh, he will be listed. I'll, I'll get those for you now. Okay, Ben, who's your MVP fave? It's it has to be Patrick Mahomes. You know, if you if you're gonna make if you're gonna make a low risk bet, if you're gonna make a call in this, you go for who's the who's the best quarterback in the game, and it's him. Mm. Really, really, you need to be looking at Christian McCaffrey because he does yeah. everything. But he should have been NFL MVP, and he was robbed just like he was robbed of a Heisman. So. For me, Mahomes. I, I mean, I love McCaffrey as a pick um, because I think the value's there, right? I think if you're going either quarterback, I'm guessing, presumably, is Purdy the favorite if the 49ers are the favorite? Is he the favorite? In the yes, MVP I believe he is. Yeah, I be, believe right? he's second favorite. Brock Purdy, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you, you can get Brock Purdy at about two to one. Patrick Mahomes is almost about evens at this point because you feel like it's the same as if Chiefs win. It's basically the same as if Chiefs win. The Chiefs win, Patrick Mahomes is going to get the MVP. Whereas obviously Brock Purdy is a slightly more oh, inflated. You can get McCaffrey yeah. about five to one. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I am scrolling down and I can't see uh, Kadarius Tony. That might just be what I'm looking at right now. So I can keep looking for Kadarius Tony because I found some Fitzdez, really boys. fun ones. Yeah. Fitzdez will definitely be able to do it for us. But um I think, mate, it's going to be about 200 to 250 to 1. But should I tell you what my uh, my outsider is at 300 Ooh. to 1? Go on. Go for it. Sam Darnold. Love oh, it. Oh, I swear. I it. love it. I had this exact thought. I think that is genius. I'm definitely getting on that. I love it. Sam I Darnold you were gonna comes say, in. Like, I think we could say, like, Legereus Sneed and be like, ooh. That's sneaky good. Oh, no, too. but he's not 300 to 1. No, he's going to be, yeah. No, yeah, so that is sneaky good, yeah. I I absolutely love it. Purdy's, Purdy's struggling getting up there. You, know, just, you can just see Chris Jones, four minutes in. Oh, Purdy looks hurt. He looks hurt. He's, he's being helped off the field. Enter Sam Donald. Propo, you're a genius. I'm definitely getting on that. I'm definitely getting on that. If Sam Donald, if Sam Donald comes on in the first quarter... 
a lot of TVs have been switched off. That's oh. happening. <laughs> oh, Benny, you're such no, a then, no. what, a, what an unbelievable redemption story. If uh, Sam Darnold doesn't just, you know, survive and they win it. Imagine if Sam Darnold has a game for the ages and wins yeah. the Super Bowl for them. You, you know, like when we would get, win it. you know, like when we get chat GPT to make some crazy predictions and it was things yeah. like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes swap teams or a unicorn <laughs> yeah. comes in and punches someone in the face or whatever. Those are more likely than Sam Darnold coming in and lighting it up. Rabbit being covered by Usher is more likely than Sam Darnold coming in. Oh, my, what utter claptrap. <laughs> no chance. You know something about 100,000 to one for Sam Dave. Darnold. 100,000 to one. Oh, do you know who Chaz and Dave are? You have no idea, do you? N- uh, no. Are they the old... I thought Chaz and Dave were like those two old rappers. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. That's basically what they are. They think they run DMC. Yeah, Tottenham fans as well. So the, the less said about that, the better. Oh, I'm just kidding. Tottenham fans. Come on, you wines. Right. Okay, so I'm... I'm uh, Nat, I have found something, MVP. though. Oh, yeah, I have found Kadarius Tony. So oh. there's actually a whole article on it, which what? says one better, one crazy better has put 25 bucks to win 20K on Kadarius Tony to win MVP. And there's a whole lot of written about it. That's right. A, that is, that, that, I'm getting proprietary now. That is our shtick. I've been pushing if, that, that line for right. weeks. Right. Okay. Look, can you, can you imagine this situation, right? Yeah. Uh, on twice in the game, third and goal from about the seven yard line, Patrick Mahomes drops back. Rushy Rice is covered. Everyone's covered. Kadarius Tony gets himself open, scores a touchdown. They do it twice. They mm-hmm. win the game by, say, four points. There will be people who, yeah. who are voting and voting for Kadarius Tony because of a couple of key third down catches. I agree, that Benny. That's, that could happen. Red zone action. And also, here's the other Kadarius logic, right? Everybody, we've just spent a, a number of minutes talking about this regulated, cerebral, calm, controlled, altogether different no explosive play chiefs offense andy reed one of the greatest innovators ever the game has ever seen wouldn't it would it not surprise if he dials up in the first drive at 67 yard it's Kadarius tony i don't believe i mean it wouldn't surprise me at all if andy reed dials that up so i'm believing in it i'm definitely taking that as a little bit of a long shot but um i'm believing in it i'll tell you what i do like though is mccaffrey as MVP, I'm on that. Propo, you're getting on that as well, I'm guessing. I'll be going McCaffrey. My other one, I have to say, and I'm huge on him in this game. Let's get into one of my prop bets. Yeah. Is uh, Debo Samuel, you can get at 25 to 1 Ooh. to win the MVP. I think when you think about what he can do from the rushing standards compared to the receiving game as well, his usage has increased later in the season. He's capable of scoring touchdowns through the air, on the ground, scored 12 touchdowns this season, seven receiving, five rushing. He's actually heated up down the stretch as well. I think the Jerry Sneed is actually going to be more on um, Brandon Ayuk than him. So I think he hopefully should get the blessing of sort of some of the weaker Chiefs defensive backs, if you can call any of them weaker. And I think that he he's just that kind of player Debo where he doesn't he's just not thinking about tomorrow and this is the ultimate not thinking about tomorrow game isn't it this is a Super Bowl everything on the line he's been there he's lost he is going to be so motivated going into it and I just think that Debo Samuel this just feels like a Debo game he is the definition of when the lights are bright the stars will shine and I really like Debo Samuel kind of 25 to 1 to win the Super Bowl MVP but mostly I will be going heavily on Debo Samuel it's actually my Drew Lock of the Week over 58 and a half receiving yards Debo Samuel I've asked for a prop as my Drew Lock of the Week 
because are we, like are that. We, hang on a minute are we allowed allowing that you've no, never allowed there's that. a point on this no no but there's a point here there's a point okay. which is this is which okay we're getting sidetracked but this is what i was going to say at the end this is mm. i would say i've never ever struggled so much picking a game in my entire life in mm. terms of the split between the two i've never struggled most weeks my, <laughs> because he doesn't follow your logic menu of just backing the 15 point favorite yeah exactly yeah it works yeah, has no it wins idea. money it yeah. wins money yeah yeah anyway carry on apart from the last two weeks yeah yeah um weeks. i yeah last three weeks i just i just in my head think that the san francisco 49ers should win this game. I think they'll be able to run all over the Chiefs. I think this yeah. Chiefs run defense is a serious issue. And I think the Ravens failed to exploit that. I think yeah. Brock Purdy has been completely underestimated. And I think the narratives of this game, because of the whole Taylor Swift effect, because of the whole Patrick Mahomes effect, have been completely skewed. We should be yeah. talking about how Mr. Irrelevant is currently playing in the Super Bowl. We should be talking about how this Chiefs defense has carried this team to the Super Bowl. Not Patrick Mahomes, not Taylor Swift, not Travis Kelsey. But oh, can I just jump the, in? Can I just jump focus? in super quick yeah. on that? Just just on exactly that point on Purdy, right? Just let's just take a breath. Purdy, number one in the NFL for yards per attempt in regular season, 9.6. Top five in total yards, 31 touchdowns, passer rating 113. The games where he struggled and they lost mostly, no uh, no Debo. Debo's back, ready, rolling to go. Why are we sleeping on Purdy? Yeah, okay, it's his first. It was Brady's first Super Bowl. It's Roethlisberger's first Super Bowl. We've be, seen before young quarterbacks going in and not being completely phased and blown away by the spotlight. And if there was any player in the last 10 years, pretty much other than the obvious ones like Burrow and Mahomes, quarterback that you think, yeah, I don't think he's going to be too phased by the occasion. It's Purdy. He's the, he's the coolest kid on the block. He's just ice running through every vein he's got in his body. So I'm with you on that completely. Yeah. Yeah, it's just perfectly set up for him because you think in any other Super Bowl, in any other situation, he would be the focus. He would be the main star attraction. He would be right. everyone, everything that everyone's talking about. But he he isn't because of what the Chiefs have done. It's all about the Kansas City Chiefs, the way they've gone in. They've won in Baltimore. They've won in Buffalo. They beat Miami after having such a poor regular season. As Ben said, they beat, they lost. They got blown out at home by the Raiders on Christmas Day and they managed to turn it all around. And all of this narrative is just playing so favorably into the 49ers' hands. No one is talking about the 49ers nearly as much they should be because obviously everything is about Taylor Swift everything is about yeah. Travis Kelsey and everything's about Patrick Mahomes and I do think that favors the 49ers so much that being said mm -hmm. I will wake up feeling like such an idiot <laughs> if I yeah. back the 49ers and Patrick Mahomes and Steve Spagnuolo and Andy Reid just do what they do you know I, I, whereas if I back the Chiefs and I wake up Monday morning and the 49ers have won and it's been an incredible game for Debo. It's been an incredible game for Kittle and all these stars come out and per Purdy does what he needs to do. Then I won't feel as much of an idiot because I'll be like, oh, I'm playing with house money. I'm playing with my mm. house money, I call it. Because mm. Mahomes has won us so much my money now money. over the past couple yeah, of years. Has. So, I'm worried about that so, point, you know, that I'm worried that, you know, we know the, some of the commandments of Edge Rush. Ben, I mean, you, you rule on this. Am I taking a massive risk here by backing against a road that I've traveled down hundreds of times in the last three years and not going with my homes when I always do. Well, here's, here's been my mistake in the playoffs and how I've gone 0-3 in the playoffs. I have not had enough confidence in Patrick Mahomes, which sounds wild. Yeah. And I've had a lot of confidence in the 49ers when they've been big favorites against teams that were nowhere near as good as them. The Detroit Lions, nowhere near as good as the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. And it took a massive comeback. The Green Bay Packers are nowhere near as good as the 49ers. It took a massive comeback. 
So I look at the I look at the Chiefs and I look at the way this matches up. And I actually I don't see the Chiefs taking a massive lead like Green Bay and Detroit did. I don't think it's going to be that sort of game. But do I think the 49ers can keep up with the Chiefs if they're doing what they can do? And it I I struggle to I struggle to say yes. As far as Purdy's concerned, yeah. yes. He is being overshadowed a bit in terms of his storyline, but let's not forget he's not even the best player on his team. Like in terms of that, in terms of that offense, he's a distant, I don't know what. I don't know what the number is, but he's not Christian McCaffrey. Breaking news from Radio Row, everyone. Oh, yeah. Just being announced. I've just had a text in. News goes. Just announced the NFL will have a game in Madrid, Spain 2025 at the Bernabeu. Wow, that is. I mean, this proper been, breaking news. Proper love that. I, I mean, this is this has been coming. I I was I was told it was going to be 2024, so I was quite surprised when they made the reveal that oh no, it's going to be Sao Paulo because I was mm. um I was told it's either going to be Brazil or Spain, and I was I was told with some confidence it's going to be Spain 2024, Brazil 2025. So when Brazil came in, I thought oh, I I don't know about Spain, but. I mean, this is the dolphins. Good. The dolphins. The dolphins in Madrid. We got to be. What it's going to be all about? We got to be there. Yeah, we got to. We got to be there. We definitely got to do that one. Got to lock that one in. Uh, speaking of locking games, in, of course, we're going to be locking in uh, our friends over in Dublin for the Erlingers College Football Classic, Florida State, Georgia Tech. Make sure you get on board for that one. Link to how you book tickets for that. How you register interest in the show notes. That is going to be the next big game, pretty much. I would say. That, that is that is the next. Yeah. That is the next big game in the sport. There you go. We've got the Super Bowl, and then it's that. That oh. is literally how it's going to go. The so road trip. If, I love it. If if you can't get to the Super Bowl, go to the next big game that will happen on this planet, and it's in Dublin. And it's actually a nice segue into the fact we're going to be doing a lot of college days in the off season, the off NFL season, we build up to the 2024 NFL draft. And that is of course where Ben fills his boots and gets you set all the key players you need to know about that will be playing in the NFL next season. That is all about uh, college days. It's all about that. I should say. And uh, that is dropping all through the off season. Let's take a quick break because we need to take a breather. We need to chill. We need all to go and find some more NFL stars. that get embarrassed themselves. Can you do that? Oh, can you do the um, breaking news uh, sound into the break for us? Yeah, doo-loo, doo-loo. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Fitstead's Edge Rush. It is Propo. It is Ben Isaacs. It is me, your host Nat Coombs, in the house for our final Edge Rush of the regular season. Oh, are we going to? Re- we're recording a pod after the Super Bowl. You're you're getting quite skeptical about this. You've been skeptical from the get go about it. Well, I had my quiet night last night. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I expect to really kind of make the most of Vegas for the rest of the time I'm here here yeah. today's really like the only day that i have a lot of work outside of obviously the game which i will work at but you know it'll be, it'll be fun the more drunk i am probably the better broadcast really isn't True. it i've got uh, an idea we can record um we can record a quick pod after the after the broadcast right should we do that i think that's what we do i think that's what we do i think that makes the most sense because i'll bring yeah. the zoom and we can record it there and then and get a quick reaction to it and then i can yeah. edit it out there and we can get it all spread out immediately because i've i've got a feeling as soon as i leave the stadium considering how cl- oh now you haven't been to the stadium yet have you like, no, I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, is it really? It is. I mean, is it, it is. Like walking distance. We're literally walking distance. It is like 
it's like the Death Star, but it's just like you you wait to see like the food they'll give. Like the whole thing is just absolutely sensational. If I manage to keep you, my main role as a producer is mm. to keep you away from the clubbing tables that you'll yeah. probably have access to <laughs> knowing right. you and all the high rollers you hang out with. So as long as I can keep you and Jeff Reinbold away from the clubbing tables, I think I'll do my job properly. That would be great if Will Gavin has to fill for about 45 minutes because me and Jeff Reinbold are playing craps. <laughs> basically. Yeah, exactly. Where's that? Where's Jeff? And it just yeah. hands to the camera and you're there. Lucky number like, seven. Come on the sevens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, right. Where were we? I, well, let's look at totals now, the totals. So uh, uh, the under's king of Plumpton. Are you leaning under for this one as well? 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm leaning under. You might be. Yeah, I'm leaning under. I just think that number's way too inflated. That's a number based on the Kansas City Chiefs of old. I just think that there's too, there's too much value there. I don't think there's much value on the side. I think they've managed to pick the game pretty much correctly with the two points. But I think this number... I'm not going to bet it now, Nat. To be completely honest with you, I'm going to wait till closer to the game because I think it's only going to go up when all of those sort of like the public betters come in on a Sunday and they're thinking, mm. oh, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. It's definitely going to go over. So I'll wait. I reckon it gets up to 48 and a half, 49. There's a Projo split. All of the public, all the bets are on the, okay. the over, all of the money. Yeah, all the money's on the under. Everyone, all the boring professional gamblers out there are taking the under. I think it's just because we see the Kansas City Chiefs, listen to this for a stat, are 18 and two to the under in the second half. 18 and two, which I think is just testament to the Steve Spagnolo adjustments he makes at halftime. And I think we could see similar here. He'll see what the 49ers give him in the first half. I think off the back of that, he'll be able to adjust this defense, utilize his playmakers in the right way, and keep the game nice and cagey. I also just think that everyone's saying about how there's so many like playmakers on the field. You've got Patrick Mahomes, you've got George Kittle, you've got all these players. How is it going to stay low and how is it going to mm. be low scoring? I don't think 48, 48 is not that, like not that low. 24, yeah. 21, no, yeah, 25, 22. Yeah, it's yeah. a high number. I think if it's if this ends up being a relatively low scoring game and the Chiefs win, has there been anyone more important through the whole season, players, coaches, anyone than Steve Spagnuolo? No. That's like, a, what an I, unreal season he's had. And if he pulls it off again in another Super Bowl, I mean, he's gonna he will have to go down as one of the all. I mean, I think he arguably is going down in history as one of the all-time great defensive minds in the game. He, of yes. course, the uh, the brilliance of his game plan in uh, to end the Patriots' perfect season back in the 2007 season, of course, maybe one of the 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 all-time great blueprints um, that he put in place with our friend OC in uh, that Strahan and that brilliant front. Um, and then, of course, did it all again four years later the chief successes of the last uh, few years. I mean, incredible, incredible mind. So you both leaning the under, I think I might be as well, though. I'm just trying to think what I put, when we were doing score predictions, Seb, shout out to Seb and our social crew, uh, score predictions in the group. Um, all you had 31 20, didn't you? You went for the role, you went for the role reverse. Of, yeah, 31 20, uh, exactly. Yeah. So that would take yeah. me over. So yeah, I, I'm maybe not totally wedded to that number, but I do think, I think a touchdown win for the 49ers. That is my Drew Lock of the week. The 49ers to cover should be pretty evident from where I've been going with this. I might wake up, as Propo suggests, on that Monday morning, shaking my head and thinking, well, what have I done? Hopefully, I still have a house to come back to, <laughs> depending on how the night goes. In Vegas, that is my Drew Lock of the week. Whichever way it breaks, despite you two trying to blag some kind of double, triple points scam on the, in the WhatsApp group I saw for the Drew Locks of the Super Bowl, no dice on that one. I'm afraid it is just one uh, one point for it. So I'll end up with a winning season, whatever happens. Benny, you've had a great debut season picking on Edge Rush. Which way are you going to end it all? To wrap it all up? Mm. Um, 
I feel I have to go Chiefs. Mm. Um, when we were putting when we were putting our scores in the group chat, I had a score in mind, and Ollie had the exact same score. And because for the picks contest, that's going to be a little kind of tiebreaker. And that Seb said that if we got the correct score, that's ten points. Oh yeah, that's um, right. I gave I gave a score of twenty seven twenty four to the Chiefs, which I feel is perhaps a little bit of a high number, but it's uh, it was because Ollie took the one I wanted. A, a bet that I, I I don't know how accurate these odds are, right? I am reading, mm-hmm. I am reading from Mike Carlson's um, Patreon newsletter, yeah. which I subscribe to and is a great read. He says the best bet he's seen is for any tight end to score at nineteen to two. That I love. That can't be right. That can't, that can't be, be right. right. That is no. insane. On his face is classic. Any tight end to that. score, please. No, I'm reading any, this. I'm, I'm reading that this. is. I don't know what Carlson's been drinking before writing that column. But Kelsey, just Kelsey to score alone is below even. So I don't know where you're getting nineteen so, to. Maybe does he mean not to love. score? Maybe he means any, any not to maybe. score. Yeah, it must be. Because he, yeah, because he says must be. the best bet I've seen is any tight end to score at 19, 19 to two. Kelsey Kittle and maybe someone else. Wow. Okay, so, yeah, those, I'm sorry. There's absolutely yeah, zero like, chance that anyone's offering yeah. that. Um, if, if anyone wants to, if anyone wants to create those odds, mm. I'm going to take that. Yeah. All right. There you go. Fitz desk, request it with Fitz desk and see <laughs> see what the fellas say on that one. All right. So that is your Drew Lock. You're going with the Chiefs. You're backing up the, the hot hand of Mahomes. What about you, Propo? You're well. You've already called it, haven't you? So you're going. We're going to allow you the prop bet. I think we'll allow that. So yeah, the prop bet. I think so because of my uh, because of the fact that I'm standing pretty much on the fence when it comes to the pick. I think realistically. 49ers, my head is saying 49ers. I think in this game, I do think they will win it. And I think that it's just such an incredible story that Brock Purdy is splitting his rent with a, with his housemate. And it's just such an incredible story that Brock Purdy, considering uh, is the court, could be the quarterback, could be the Super Bowl MVP, and he couldn't afford a suite with his yearly wage at the Super Bowl. Like he can't, with his yearly wage of 700K, <laughs> yeah. that wouldn't get you a suite at the Super Bowl. To watch the game, and he could be the Super Bowl the MVP. Super Bowl, and to watch him win the MVP. Yeah, the whole thing is bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. That being said, I think, so with Mahomes, when it comes down to this, you just can't, you can't come away from him. I think if you look at it, in his NFL career, Patrick Mahomes was 26 and five against a defense fewer than 20 points per game. When that game is on the road or neutral, he's 16 and one. The Chiefs are 10 and 0 this season when they score 21 plus points. The 49ers have allowed 21 plus points in each playoff game. What the Chiefs have been able to do, I think this game is split right down the middle. I find it really hard to call. I think if you, if I had to, I would probably lean towards the Kansas City Chiefs just because of what I said, where I just would hate to wake up Monday morning and think I bet against them. So I will probably take some money on the Chiefs. So instead of betting a lot of money on a side, I'll probably do some bet builders kind of favouring each side. Because I think if the Chiefs win, there'll be certain game scripts. I'll probably go alongside Pacheco over rushing yards, Kelsey over receiving yards. Rasheed Rice over six and a half receptions is another one of my favourite prop bets that I'll be betting nonetheless. He's had six plus catches in seven of his last 10 games played, including eight plus catches in four of his last five road games. And the 49ers have allowed the fifth most catches to wide receivers this season. So I love that one. So if I'm going to put bet builder, it's going to have Rice, it's going to have Kelsey, it's going to have Pacheco touchdown. Chiefs to win it. The other side, if the 49ers win, I have McCaffrey over rushing yards, him score a touchdown, Debo Samuel over receiving yards, um, and potentially Brock Purdy over one and a half passing touchdowns as well. I think that's the way to go about it. Instead of picking a side for me, I'm going to pick bet builders. But So my my drew of the week is Debo Samuel over 58 and a half receiving yards, but I like the under, and if you're going to put a gun to my head, Chiefs. All right, both of you going the Chiefs, I'm going 49ers. What about you at home, gang? Make your picks, and if you're going to have some action, of course, do it on Fitzstairs, but 
gamble responsibly be gamble aware.org everything in moderation that is the ticket something i've got to remind myself about now we're going to pick our uh ffs team of the week for the final time this season i want to shout out actually just before we get to that because ben is uh Ben has taken care of business. Do you want to shout out UK Rays fan, another long-term listener to the show? Really appreciate your support. UK Rays fan, Ben, has found the last remaining Sigma Derby machine in Vegas and sent us a link to it. Um, at all, it's at the D Hotel in Las Vegas. So we've got to try and find the Sigma on mm. the Monday, right? Or maybe on the Saturday night <laughs> if it gets mm. uh, if it gets frisky. We've got to go and have a game on that. So thank you for that, Rays fan. We'll, 100%. Um, we'll try and go and play that and have a bit of fun and get some get some stuff out on social with me and Proper playing Sigma Derby. Right. It is DraftKings Team of the Week. Ben, are you ready? I am ready. I am ready. Okay, so um, it's the... It's the NFL showdown version where you've got the captain and everyone, everyone's a flex and it's a, it's a smaller team. So McCaffrey is the captain. Nice. He's an absolute points machine. We've got Isaiah Pacheco. We've got mm-hmm. Rushy Rice. We've got Debo Samuel. Yeah. We've got Kadarius Tony. Yes, we do. Because of course we've got Kadarius Tony. And then I was running out of money. So mm, I've got sure. Harrison Butker, but I mean, Ooh, like that. I like that. Kickers, kickers can score points, kickers you know, will score points. so I don't, I don't hate it. So that's, McCaffrey, Butker, Pacheco, Rice, Samuel, and Tony. I love it. That's great work. If you want to get involved with that, of course, uh, then just hit the link in the show notes. It will take you straight to our listener league. Free to enter contest for the Super Bowl. Some fantastic prizes DraftKings have put in there as well. Um, So make sure uh, you get involved with that. We're going to wrap things up with our Edge Rush Acker and a Peterman Parlay. We mustn't forget those last but by no means least, we better rattle through because I bet you've got a radio hit you got to go and get to as well. Uh, remember, of course, if you're going to have any action on those or indeed uh, any action uh, on any of the, the picks we've given on the show tonight, fitstairs.com is where you head. Go get involved. Fitstairs is our partner of choice. Any action on there, you get involved with our pals at Fitstairs. Right, Propo, the Edge Rush Acker. What are we going to do for the Acker? Edge yeah. Rush Acker, I've sorted everything already. I've sp- Going to fit stairs. All of this is going to be available on the site. So go and check it out. Go and get involved. So our edge rush hacker is Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, and Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown. They'll boost that for you over there. Our Peterman Parlay, Debo Samuel over 58 and a half receiving yards, Rasheed Rice over six and a half receptions, and Brock Purdy over 12 and a half rushing yards. That's our nice. Peterman Parlay. Love that. The other prop bets is Christian McCaffrey to go over three and a half rushing yards on his first carry. There are some incredible statistics backing that one up. If you want to go and research that, I really like that bet as a prop bet. Our big price, anytime touchdown scorers, of course, we're going to have Kadarius Tony in there. Should be around 11 to 1. Carl Juszczyk. Yeah. Carl Juszczyk, nice. incredible last week uh, against the Lions. He'll be about 9 to 1. Patrick Mahomes should be about 4-1 to one as well. Hasn't actually scored a touchdown this season with his legs in the playoffs yet. So I think he is destined for one now. And then the outside Super Bowl MVP bets we have for me, Debo Samuel, Rashi Rice. Nat has already said, Kadarius Tony. He really likes Christian McCaffrey as well. Brilliant stuff, Propo. Fine work from you, man. Uh, look after yourself out there, all until I see you in about 24 hours and change. Benny, fine work yourself. Enjoy the big game Sunday, mate. And uh, we will catch up with you plenty in the off-season. Thanks for all your brilliant work this season as ever. If you want to follow Ben, tweets from Ben over on Twitter. That's how you follow him for the stylings and profilings. Fellas, let's go. Bring it on. Let's, Let's do it. Podcast Network.